to the Rylacast. We have made it to episode three. Episode three. It feels like this feels like a monumental moment. Yeah. How many podcasts don't get three episodes? I bet there's a a bunch. There's a lot. There's a lot that just like <laughs> flame out. Um. Uh. This is the official podcast of Camp Riley District 5810. I am Greg Tepper, sitting to my right. Um. You know him. You love him. He is the man that we all wish we could be. Oh. You know him as Josie. It's Andrew Rutz. Hello, Josie. Hello, Greg. I keep. I want to keep coming up with like new, loftier titles for you in every podcast. I. I am actually speechless whenever you introduce me. <laughs> uh, yeah, you just, you know, sure, dude, <laughs> fine. Um, okay, so we are here in episode three. Uh, we are going to uh, go through our normal rigmarole, three segments uh, to go. Um, we'll have something to think about, someone to talk to, and then something to leave you with. Here, with something to think about, looking dapper as ever, ladies and gentlemen, it's Josie. Well, thank you, Greg. Um, there's again the NPR voice. Well, thank you. <laughs> I like the, I like, I just like the phrase, well, thank you. <laughs> Go for it. Uh, something to think about. So, passion. That's, that's it. That's what you, I want you to think about. Uh, passion and, and how that relates to you, finding your passion. Uh, what I'm trying to, I guess, intro is grit. Um, and that's that's a weird word for me to mm-hmm. try to define, uh, but I'm going to try. So I was listening, uh, go figure, to a podcast, a uh, podcast, a hidden brain episode from April fourth, two thousand and sixteen. So a couple years ago, um, and I found it just by searching grit because the title is grit. It popped up on the on the the news feed, and. It really talks about, tries to define that word. And I know we introduced that to camp last year. Um, and it, I've been thinking about it for, I guess the camp was in August. So what are we, eight or nine months or so? Yeah, it's been a minute. <laughs> and so uh, what that talks about and introduces is the idea of finding your passion and persevering at it. It's a difficult thing to think about all the time. I'm an adult, as I said in an earlier episode, uh, and I can't imagine trying to think about what, what a I'm... weird brag. Yeah. <laughs> I'm an adult. Well, a cool man. No, I'm kidding. But, well, you know, finding your passion, that's a scary word, you know? Um, I don't... I know what I like to do, but I don't know if I'd call it my passion. Right. And you know, like, for example, you know what makes you money. That's right. It's like a perfect way to put it. It's like how many people have a job that's a job. You yes. know what I mean? As opposed to a passion. That's right. Uh, and so what I think Grid is trying to get down to is when when things get tough, you know, do you still have your eye on the prize? Is your goal worth fighting for, um, fighting tooth and nail? And that's where perseverance comes in. And I know uh, personally I've had – um, aspirations and things that I've put off to the wayside because I just didn't make them a priority. Mm-hmm. And something else, uh, a shiny quarter, came along, and I decided to chase that over over what I really valued, which really um, ended up being not what I valued. And so this idea of grit is is when times get tough, and I'm not talking about. I mean, it could be 
times get literally tough in terms of um, just things don't go your way or from a daily perspective of if you've missed that deadline or if somebody's thrown a wrench in your personal plans, uh, what are you going to do about it? And also when, when is it okay to quit? Um, mm. And I know quit isn't a, isn't a fun word. It's a four letter um, word, man. It is a four letter word. Um, another four letter word I don't like is can't. Uh, but at the same time, I'm going to talk out of both sides of my mouth. I think it's very important to know when it's okay to walk away. And as a leader, it's it's really tough to try to define that line. And I, I don't have all the answers. Um, but this that's why this is called something to think about. Yeah, you know, something like you were, you were talking about that and – Something that like sprung to mind for me is like, <laughs> all right, this is going to take a weird term, but like you pick up a book, right, and you start reading, and like let's say it's a five hundred page book, and after a hundred pages you're like, boy, I don't know, I don't know if I'm into this, I don't know if I like this. It's like there's something to be said for pushing through. But at the same time, right? Like, there's also that question of like, do I cut bait? Exactly. And do I like, do I go find a book I I think I will like better? And that's an odd balance to strike, you know. And and that's you know, we're using a book as an analogy, but it's like that's kind of almost anything in life. Something like things are going to get challenging. Is it worth it to push through that? Um, I don't know. That's something that's that's super interesting to think about. Yeah. Um. So I know I could. I could ramble on, but that's, I'm just going to leave it at that. Something to think about. And that, um, I'll leave you with this. Uh, Mm -hmm. just find, you know, don't, don't be afraid to throw in the towel. If it's something you're not passionate about, or you don't want to see through, there's no harm, um, in what others think about what you are doing. Mm, Golly, is that not the truth? Holy cow. Yeah. That is so true. It's like, it's like, are you doing something for you or are you doing something for someone else? And I feel like I can point to like three or four things. And, and look, that's not to say, for example, like there are things that I do. I, I load the dishwasher, okay? I don't load the dishwasher because I'm passionate about loading the dishwasher. <laughs> I load the dishwasher because it's going to get our dishes clean and more importantly, my wife's going to like it. Right, most you know? importantly. Right, I'm doing it for her. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is like, are you doing something in your life that is fundamentally for somebody else as opposed to for you. And I'm not talking about like charity. I'm talking about like pursuing something because you think that's what you're supposed to be doing. Yes. That's an excellent way to put that. I don't know. It's that's, that's super interesting, man. You've got me thinking in this segment called something to think about. (laughs) Well done. Well, thank you. You did it. You have you've accomplished you've accomplished the uh, the mission statement of, of the first segment. Well, that's good. And I I would end the podcast here because we've accomplished it. But we actually have check. Well, nope, we're done. Nope, nope. We uh, we actually have our second segment uh, where we learn about someone. Mm. And this in episode three, we have a very special guest. Mm-hmm. I would like uh, to welcome to the room. Put your hands together for the one, the only Greg Tepper. Boo. No, 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 no. Welcome, Greg. It's it's. I've been here the whole time. Oh, okay. Well, 
<laughs> the match. <laughs> Radio is supposed to be like theater of the mind, and I'm just like I'm just like coming in and just like throwing a torch into the onto the stage. Well, now um, that you've, you've happy to be it, here, uh, why don't you start by telling us your Ryla story? Yeah, so I have an odd. I have I have a weirdo Ryla story. Um, so I was a camper. I am extremely old. Extremely, um, extremely old. Um, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, what year? Did I'm you asking go to for. Camp? An, I'm asking for an AARP card for my next birthday. <laughs> um, I went to camp back in 2003. Um, I'm, as I said, I'm ancient. Okay, but uh, you're post 2000. So. I went to camp in 2003, uh, and then got a ton out of it. Just, I mean, I was, I was, I think it was. There, there's some people that go to camp and it doesn't click with them and that doesn't make them good, bad, or indifferent. It just, it just is. Um, there's some people it doesn't click with. It clicked immediately with me. Like I was like, there are so many things I learned that make sense. There are so many things that I felt passionate about. There are so many things that I was, um, excited about and, and I wanted to stay involved. And so I, 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 uh, applied and got accepted to the advisory group, uh, and eventually I was an AC um, in 2004. I was in a cabin in AC, um, and then uh, I kind of ghosted for like let me check my watch here. <laughs> Thirteen years. Okay. Um, yeah, I you know life in a lot of ways got in the way. Part of it is that I went to school um, out of state. I went to school at the University of Missouri. Um, and studied, say, um, something or other. And the, and so I was, I was just, I was out. Like I was just, you know, it was something I did when I was there and, and I would think about every once in a while, but like overall, like it was just, you know, it was just, it kind of fell into that category of other things I did when I was younger. You know what I mean? Right. I went to camp these two years. Cool. Check. Moving on. Um, Literally, this is 100% true. I ran into a Ryla friend at a Rangers game. It was like a July Rangers game. Nobody there because they were bad. And it was also hot. And like it was my wife and I. And then it was uh, one of the one of the, the Ryla Stafford, like one of my friends from Ryla. Uh, and we were like the only... And I think she might have been there with somebody, but we were like the only four people in the section. <laughs> okay, she so was hard, hard to hide. She from was that. sitting like two rows in front of me, and I kept kind of looking at her. I was like, I think I know who that is. And sure enough, she was leaving, and she was like, "Greg," and I was like, "Hey," <laughs> we started talking. Um, and you know, we, we, you know, we started talking. I just kind of wrote to our Facebook, "Oh my gosh, it's so great to see you," and stuff like that. You know, I'm so glad you get to meet my wife and all this fun stuff. And she just kind of said, um, eventually she she kind of, uh, I guess I can call her, it was Carolyn Mathis. Um, she just kind of like got her hooks in me, like a big jerk, <laughs> and like very slowly like reeled me in because she like asked me to come and speak at her Rotary Club. And then she said, hey, why don't you come out to camp for a couple days and stuff like that. And then like if, if you're ever away from camp and then you come back to camp for a couple days – it's just like it's it's such a jarring experience. It's so different from that perspective that like it all comes flooding back to you like, Oh my god. <laughs> and then like there were a lot of not to 
not to ramble on too long, but but now I'm kind of helping back, you know, back with the the Rila program. I'm we're doing this podcast, and, and I'm I'm involved. I was an assistant camp uh, assistant camp director last year, and just kind of involved in in a way that I wasn't before. All kind of because of a random meeting uh, when the Rangers probably lost to like the Rays, like eight to one. So your love of sports intersected your there it is your love of leadership exactly. Um, well, and you know, you said something interesting that uh, you know Carolyn kind of reeled you in slowly, mm-hmm. and then you also threw in that you were assistant camp director last year. So things once you were back in the fold, things escalated quickly. Yeah, they did. Um, they did, and I think it's because um, they didn't have anybody else. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, but no, it was uh, it, it. It did. It was it was an interesting. Um, kind of escalation and, and a way to, to jump back in whole hog. And I think I needed that. Like speaking uh, from my perspective, I think I needed that. I needed to feel like I was helping and I wasn't just along for the ride. Like this wasn't just like a nostalgia trip. Right. Like that I was actually helping. And so that was, it was really powerful. And so 2018 was the first time I was back at camp for the entire week since 2004. I went 14 years between it. And I hope, I really, really hope that I can be an inspiration to people um, in the sense that if you're away from the program for now, that doesn't mean you have to stay away. And, um, and there were, I mean, there were a lot of emotions that I had to work through, one of which was when you come back to camp and you remember and you start you you start looking at who you are now and you start drawing straight lines between things that you learned there and and what you're doing now um and you realize the impact that program had on you um there's a there's a lot of guilt i'll be honest there was a significant amount of guilt that like here this program gave me so much and i abandoned it for 13 years I know what you're going to say. What am I going to say? You're going to say like, "Oh, you shouldn't feel like that, Craig." Well, <laughs> I'm going to say it's a two-way street. Um, and but we, we we don't have to get into that here. I'm. It's just I don't know. It, that that was I'm being honest. Like that was something I had to get over. Right. Like personally, is I had to say, you know what? Um, I feel I I don't like that I left this program in Lurch when I could have been helping. Um, but I'm here now. I only have agency over myself at this moment. Why don't I go and? and make it right and so um yeah that's that's kind of that's that's probably f- more deep deeper than you were looking <laughs> no that's that's actually perfect <laughs> and w- welcome back um we are very appreciative to have you on board Happy um, to be back. but uh why don't you tell us what you're doing now uh i am uh my my wife and my infant son let me live in their house um and i am a vagrant Ah, I am just, rent free. Yes, rent free. Now, um, I am um, the managing editor of a football magazine, uh, Dave Campbell's Tech Football. I went to Missouri to study journalism, uh, and then I am also I do some television work on Fox Sports Southwest uh, as part of their high school football and college football coverage. So I do. I'm I'm in I'm in the media. I am I'm an, I'm an, I'm a newsman. A newsman. A newsman. Um, so I, <laughs> I, I'd never describe myself as a newsman until right now. <laughs> uh, so you said you could draw, um, you know, straight lines mm-hmm. to, to what you learned at camp. So I know you could, we could be here for many more episodes describing that, but why don't you pick the top one or two 
things that you use today? Ninety percent uh, of my job is just communicating with people, whether it is that I'm writing something or whether it's recording a podcast or whether it's doing television. It's communicating with people and communicating effectively and communicating in a way that is um, that is not that is going to be respectful of people, but also gets your point across. Um, and that is one thing that I, you know, the the communication skills that I got there, um, I think are. Are, are paramount to my success, uh, I, I, quote, unquote, success. Um, the other thing that I would say is that, um, you know, I am in a, uh, a management role. I'm the managing editor of a magazine, and as a result, there's a lot of, um, a lot, it's, uh, so we put out a, if you're unfamiliar with the magazine, it's um, it's four hundred. It's a 400-page annual that comes out in the summer. Uh, previews every high school football team, college football team, pro team, recruiting. It's a smorgasbord of stuff, and the only way you get that done is by delegating and by planning and by getting and by having a having a plan um it, you know have you ever heard the the phrase or the, the the question how do you eat an elephant i how do you, i will but how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time and and so the only that is something that i took from from Ryle is the ability to to delegate and the ability to um not get overwhelmed by the big picture Knowing full well that you can only do one thing at a time, and that was something that 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 is that has always always stuck with me from camp. Well, thank you. Yeah, you yeah you're you're welcome. <laughs> um, am I off the am I off the hot seat? Uh, not yet. Oh, dang we it. we have we have two more. I'll give oh, you a. God. Um, this is terrible. <laughs> is this how people feel when I ask them questions? Yeah. Oh, I'd like to apologize to the countless high school football coaches that I've interviewed. <laughs> God. Um, what are you? Uh, most passionate about now that you're back um, with the organization. Um, you know, one thing that I'm 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 really passionate about is um, I think that it's it's not uh, I think the, uh, it's a natural inclination to come back to camp and say I want to help the, the the campers, and I think that I, we all want to help the campers. We're all there for the campers. But I also think one thing I'm trying to be a little bit more cognizant of and a little bit more passionate about is um, is, is is helping the staff grow, is helping the um, you know helping them become better leaders, which are ultimately going that's going to trickle down. There, that's more sustainable. That if if you can go and you it's it's the it's the buy a man a fish, teach a man a fish, right? If I can go and I can impact one camper, that's great. If I can go and I can impact one counselor, that can then go impact twenty campers. That's an in, you know so what you know, I'm I'm passionate about that and, and trying to help out the um the um the staff as much as I can you know as an assistant camp director last year uh, that was that was a great role for me in that regard because I think that I got an opportunity to um to I, I didn't interact a ton with the campers you know I was I was there and I wasn't like staying away from them but. Uh, it was the kind of thing where I was I was I was much more staff oriented, and that to me was really rewarding as far as helping the staff do their job. And if I do my job to help them do their job, then I, in a lot of ways, I'm helping to impact the entire camp, and that's something that that I've been passionate about lately. Well, and, and I can honestly say um, I can't count the number of people that have come up to me, um, not to me specifically, but have been in the area saying. You know, I'm so glad Greg Tepper is back in the fold, um, and that's whether they've been at camp for 25, 30 years, or you know, two or three years. So, well, that's kind. Well, well, thank you. Those are kind lies. 
it's a testament to you and just jumping back right in right back well, and that's in. that's again i i hope that i hope i am a cautionary tale that is also an inspiration to people that if you're hearing this and you haven't been back to camp in six seven eight ten fifteen years we haven't forgot about you and we you know the the, the organization can still use you and so i think that i hope that that can help to inspire other people to not be as not feel not not stay away due to guilt like maybe i would have if i hadn't been just prodded into getting back into it so there's that there's that uh well something we started last episode oh god uh, what is one thing you would like mm. to leave with our listeners mm. Mm. this is interesting I can do a lot of stuff here. Um, I uh, I have a I have a podcast, Texas Football Today. If you want to listen to that, uh, there's that. Or Ooh, I'm going to recommend a book because I like books. I'm a, I'm a I'm a big reader. I like to read. Oh, not to brag, <laughs> but uh, I am literate. Um, there's a book by uh, a. This is going to take a weird turn. <laughs> there's a book by a gentleman named Skip Hollinsworth. Skip Hollinsworth writes for Texas Monthly. I think Skip Hollinsworth might be the best writer in America right now. I love his work. Everything he writes for Texas Monthly is amazing. If you've ever seen the movie Bernie, which is uh, stars Jack Black, it's set in East Texas. It's based on a true story that was written by Skip Hollinsworth. It's amazing. Anyway, he wrote a book in 2016. It is called uh, The Midnight Assassin, Panic, Scandal, and the Hunt for America's First Serial Killer. It is a book about... Uh, 1800s Austin and in the late 1800s Austin was um, growing and expanding and getting big and there was this thought of like oh my gosh Austin's going to be like it's going to be the new New York and then like the first serial killer ever struck in Austin oh wow. like at least in America uh, the first serial killer and people like there's a, and they still don't know who it is by the way spoiler alert um <laughs> I just read well, the book. Yeah, now, now I don't have to read But it is a remarkable read, and it's really, really good. There's There are theories out there that it's actually Jack the Ripper, that he came over from England to Austin and started and started uh, started up again. So it's called The Midnight Assassin's Bolts by Skip Hollinsworth. I adored this book. It was so good. So uh, go and read that. Well, thank, thank you. There's my recommendation. Well, thank you. And uh, again, thank you for your time and, and telling us your Rila story. There we go. Okay. Uh, so now I've got to wrap it all up, right? That's I've got correct. To, so, something to leave you with. Something to leave you with. Um, hmm. There's a few different places that I could go. But I think that where I will go... Um, so one of the things that I've been involved in is uh, with, with Ryla is uh, the advisory group, which are the... the maybe you're listening to Shout Out Advisory. Um, they are the group of... Uh, campers in t- 2018 who are working towards perhaps coming back as ACs in 2019 but are helping to improve the program because they are very close to the program they just went through it and this has been, that's been very rewarding for me <clears throat> excuse me and one of the things that I think was is really really great really interesting is we kind of asked um, we asked them off the top we said okay what are the things that you uh, that stood out to you? What are the things that you think about? What are the things that are impactful for you? And it's so funny, um, the little things that you hear that, um, you know, uh, for example, 
there were obviously some people who said, well, you know, uh, Troy. And Troy Troy's uh, outstanding presentation um, stuck with them. There's that. But then there's also little things. Like, for example, the first day uh, Scooter Ward gets up and he, and he speaks, and he, he had one quote, and we heard this more than any other group, uh, was they said, uh, the thing that stuck with me was... Um, uh, oh my gosh, I'm blanking on the quote. It was a really good quote. It's like, um, the you that you are is better than the you that anybody wants you to be. That right? Is a, that is it's a great, great quote. quote. It's a great quote. Yeah, I'm sure he stole it from somewhere. <laughs> Shout out to you, Scooter. No, I'm kidding. Um, but no, it's a great, great quote. And it's so funny because I've, heard, I've now heard Scooter speak three, four times. I'm sure you've heard him speak five, six, seven, eight, ten times. That's a bunch. That's, that's something he's passionate about. Something he believes in, and I believe in too. It's a great, great. It's a great quote. It's a great thing to say. Um, but it's something that I think kind of soars past me sometimes. But hearing these kids talk about it is it, it tells you about the um, the pressure that they're under to be something. And I've long thought that Ryla is. Um, in a lot of ways, the reason it's so powerful is that because you have a ton of you have a bunch of, of campers coming together who are all wired similarly, and they all have kind of this 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 through line of expectation, and they're achievers, right? They're really they're achievers, but achievers can be high strung sometimes, right? And I think that 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 that's something that stuck with me is um, is just that permission structure to say, hey, it's okay to just be you. Like it's easy for us to say, hey, be yourself. You know what I mean? Right. But to hear somebody say, hey, what we, it, it is okay for you to be yourself is, is very powerful. And, and I, I think about that quote a lot because, um, you know, in my, in my line of work, I think that it can be easy to be a little bit artificial. Um, and so I try to think about that a lot. And so that's something that I will leave you with. Well, that's, that's a great message. Thanks, man. And thank you for being here, okay. uh, not only as a co-host of the podcast. But also telling us your Ryla story, and as a, oh, just oh, I thought you were going to say like thank you for being here because the pizza guy's coming. We need you to pay. Well, I, that as well. Okay, <laughs> well, there you go. That is episode three of the Ryla Cast. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. If you like this podcast, please go subscribe and leave a rating. Um, <clears throat> Ryla fifty eight ten alumni dot org is where you can find all things uh, Camp Ryla. Um, and I guess we'll probably keep doing this podcast because you guys seem to like it. So, Josie, thank you for your courage. Thank you, Greg. And we will see you next time on the Ryla Cast.